ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Yeah, so I told, uh, told my good friends here, oh man, I can't even get anything to function right on this end. Um, and why, why am I like ridiculously large in my camera today? I look like I'm <laughs> I <don't in> my <laughs> right up on it. So I don't know. Is it using the wrong camera? I have no idea. Um, anyway. Or maybe gonna... the. So um, good afternoon. Let me start there, guys. Good afternoon. Thanks to those of you who are joining us already. I'm constitutional attorney Catherine Henry. We have Liberty Laurie with us today, of course, as well as my good friend, 2AEDU. Uh, for those of you who love the Constitution, specifically the Second Amendment, if you haven't already checked out his channel, please go check it out now. I'm sure that uh, Laurie is typing as we speak to put it, the link to it right in the comments. Um, but check it out, 2AEDU. And uh, is that also your handle on Rumble and Locals? Yeah. Okay, so you heard it from him. You can check him out at the same handle on Rumble and Locals. And uh, it is a great resource. In fact, here's a sneak peek at uh, this week's Freedom Fighting Tools, since we're talking about the Second Amendment. His channel is actually one of our three Freedom Fighting Tools this week. So uh, you'll also be able to see the link that way too, if you'd prefer. So um, I'm gonna tell you guys that uh, Today is going to be a bit of a rough episode for me. As soon as I am done with the episode, I will be driving up to Michigan because I have a good friend in the hospital who may not make it through the rest of the week. And uh, it's the same person that if you've seen my Facebook posts asking for prayer, it's the same friend with cancer um, that I've been asking for prayer and uh, continue praying for her and her family and uh, certainly for my safe drive up there. Um, at any rate, my brain is not functioning like it should, and the simplest of things is really escaping me. So, uh, for example, I have a PowerPoint. I've had it ready on my screen since yesterday, and it just occurred to me that I can see it, but I haven't clicked all the buttons necessary for you guys to see it today. So we're just going to have a little grace and patience for me today as I try to remember what the heck I'm supposed to be doing to share that. All right, and we're going to, let's see, um, we're gonna throw Lori in timeout, I mean the background, cause that's where she prefers to be. And uh, so it did make us a little, um, anyway, panned us out a little bit, but still, yeah, I'm a little off center today too. I don't know what the heck's going on here. I guess I gotta sit like way in the corner of my desk to look like I'm in the middle of my room. Um, so, um, yes, we do have, uh, hey, oh my goodness, Lori, I don't know if you saw who's in the chat already, but this is a public service, uh, is, uh, back in Florida. So, um, anyway, I'm sure we'll be covering stuff, uh, well, <laughs> apparently I was looking a little, uh, a little too, uh, high def, a little sharp on the, I thought it was a compliment. I get what he was saying now is my, <laughs> my camera was maybe a little too sharp on there. So, um, all right. Um, okay. Well, hello to all of you joining us on Facebook and YouTube and everywhere else. Um, and I got my stuff up for today. So, okay. Bear with me guys. This is going to be the most ineloquent, uh presentation for you that i've probably ever put together no that can't be possible because i've had some pretty bad uh, videos we've done but hey it's about getting you the information right so um like i mentioned to those of you just joining us um today joining me uh liberty laurie is still here she's in the background but we have my good friend 2aedu joining me today because he is a 2A expert and a freedom fighter in Michigan, 
we met years ago. Oh my gosh. It's hard to say like years ago. We met multiple years ago already. That just seems crazy to me how quickly time flies by. And, um, at any rate, uh, he, when I, when I think of a gun topic that I need to cover, or I want to talk about something, or even when I was putting together some proposed legislation for down here in Florida to bring to my legislative delegation, um, was it this year, this year or last year? I don't even know now. Um, I think it was for this January. He is one of the people I sent it to because he is all things guns and freedom and God and constitution. So, um, Please uh, join me in welcoming my good friend 2AEDU to the discussion today. Now, we are in Season 2, Episode 26 of Restore Freedom Weekly. also seems kind of strange to me because uh, this is the second full year of doing, like, structured episodes on a weekly basis. It's it's blowing my mind. Um, by the way, another plug, my friend 2AEDU, if you like structured episodes about a particular topic, Fridays at 9? 9.30. 9.30, Fridays at 9.30 Eastern Standard Time, you can join my friend 2AEDU when he talks about all things guns and updates and all kinds of stuff. So uh, he has some good guests on there from time to time and at least people in the chat that keep things interesting. So um, I, I'll never forget the one one time we tried to watch YouTube on my living room television. I want to say it was last year. Um, and there was something that I think that you and I had kind of been both covering Anyway, we, we, the only, one and only time we put YouTube, um, the live YouTube up on the, on the TV and all of a sudden, you know, I had it in my, um, on my device, on my cell phone and we, somehow it, it suggested your live that was happening. And I was like, what? Oh my gosh, it's, it's right. It's Friday night. And so there you were up on there and you were talking about something. And so I was like, oh, Hey, you know, and whatever I said was about your topic. And, and then you were like, giving me a shout out and it was live on my television in my living room. I was like, this is surreal. This is awesome. So anyway, um, all right. So this week, uh, we're talking about gun rights in all 50 states. Now, am I going to go through what all the gun rights are in all 50 states? Well, that's a trick question, kind of, um, but yes and no. Um, Self-defense is vital. We know that. Um, but it's especially vital for those who travel, I guess, like me today. Um, hint, hint, I need to remember to pack everything. Um, and uh, while I'm up there, I, I have some uh, fun ideas to hang out with my friends, uh, those of you who are not in the hospital. So I'll be hitting you up for uh, something I, I'm pretty sure you and several of my other friends would uh, enjoy spending your off time doing. Um, so, um, by the way, have you met my friend Rod out in the middle of nowhere? River out at Rod's place after a big event. I have not been there. Okay. Well, you know Sheriff Darleaf. Mm-hmm. And my uh, my friend, uh, previous client, Steve Bukala, and uh, some others, like me, you might have met Dave Ajima. Um, he's a past RNC member. Anyway, uh, those are some of the people. Jane, you know our friend Jane Locke. Of course. Um, so, yeah, those are some of the people that have been out there. Lori's been out there, and so... Um, just seems fitting that you would have been out there too, but I guess maybe we'll make it a thing when I come up. Who knows? Um, fun times is, is all, uh, all I'll say about that to get us back on topic. But anyway, um, I want you guys to learn more about gun rights in not just your state, but beyond. It's important. Think about it. If you're traveling like me, I'm going to be leaving Florida, driving up to Michigan. How many states am I going to hit on the way up? Well, depends on which way has the best traffic when I leave, <laughs> but you know, roughly eight or so. Um, so we need to talk about what the second Am amendment means and how it applies to the states, what the 50 state constitutions say about gun rights, how the various components of gun rights are regulated by the states. What kinds of laws are there even out there? What kinds of things do you need to think about um, and even if you're only passing through a state for half an hour or an hour before the interstate, you know, brings you back into the next one, it's still something you need to know. Um, and uh, another important thing to keep in mind, knowing your rights on this topic is essential to defend yourself, not only from those violent offenders, but also tyrannical governments, which we've seen grow exponentially 
uh, at least in the last few years. So, oh, oh, I see. Jane says, we're all getting together again with Rod and Julie soon. I'll keep you posted to AEDU. What about me? Jane, I'll probably be up there for two weeks. Are you not going to call me to tell me to come out to Rod's house? Come on now. All right. Um, so this week, true or false, I don't know. Do you ever do questions? Do you ever use the polling feature on your channel uh, to AADU? I recently did. I um, State Representative Jamie Thompson and I both shot an original World War II 1911 a little while back at the range. And I have the footage. So I put a poll up and said, Who's going to shoot it better, Representative Thompson or 2A EDU? So I just did okay. that recently. And who won the poll? She won at 80% and I got ah! 20%. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, okay, let's see. Um, well, Jane, thank you for saying I'm always welcome, but I got to know the details. Otherwise, I won't know to show up. <laughs> so, um, all right. <laughs> So, uh, let's see. Sorry, trying to catch up on some of the other comments that are coming in here. Um, uh, let's see. Okay, so um, true or false, this true or false question of the week, you could check it out on my YouTube channel. We used to do it on Telegram and some of the other platforms, but it just wasn't getting enough uh, participation to really keep it going every week. But YouTube... We'll, we'll keep it going. So the Second Amendment doesn't stop states from implementing gun restrictions as long as they are reasonable for protecting the safety and security of their citizens. Uh, and unless you checked out the question that was posted a couple hours ago on my channel to AEDU has not seen this in advance. So what would you say is the answer to this, true or false? Second Amendment doesn't stop states. Um, that's false. So there is what the government and media would like you to, to answer with, and their answer would be one way. And then there's the truth. And so we're going to uncover that as we go through. Um, and my mouse has decided not, not to work. That's cool. You know, I really want to switch slides, but um, <laughs> there we go. All right. So uh, Second Amendment, um, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state and there is a comma there. So it's not one big like run on phrase. These are separate ideas. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Now, I'm getting a little bit impatient. I'll admit it's it's probably a fault of my own. But my impatientness is coming from the complacency and dare I say idiocracy when it comes to our Constitution the people not only in government but attorneys or freedom fighters even let alone the average citizen who just think government can do whatever it wants and we're not responsible for our own freedom they think that people like me or um just go-getters like 2aedu he's not an attorney uh he owns his own business you own your own business right mm -hmm. yeah yeah he owns his own business and it's lawn care and stuff like that right I, I do um I do landscaping mainly lawns land landscaping all that yeah right but I mean it has nothing to do with being in a courtroom or lobbying legislators any more than your job uh, as a viewer today would have anything to do with those topics so um, yeah. it's it's not about depending on people like us to do the the heavy lifting in this freedom fight we all got to do our part otherwise none of us are going to have rights left. And jump in and uh, interrupt me anytime to ADU. I'm just kind of going through getting the converse, the, the background laid here for the conversation to really take off. But um, so what kind of right is this? Right. We're the, talking about the right to bear arms. Well, it's uh, a fundamental God given right, right? <laughs> absolutely. Um, this right to protect yourself, your family and others comes from God. And it's protected by the Constitution. This is not a government-issued right. You know, like certain rights that are specific to a procedure of voting or something like that. The, the exact nuance would be government-given rights. But the overall uh, philosophy um, might not be. But here, 
it's just one and the same. It's talking about one right. There isn't something specific, uh, no specific government procedure that's been talked about here. It's literally just talking about your ability to defend yourself and your family. So I pointed this out, I want to say last week, that the when you're reading the Constitution, it's important that we know the meaning of the words that they held when they were adopted, because it's those meanings that we, the people, approved. We entered into this social contract with the meanings that they held then. So if there's some sort of obscure meaning or you know, slaying or something like that that has now developed, um, that's not what would be at issue here. So what kind of words need to be defined? I think there's three main words. And uh, you guys probably can't see it, but it's just a clickable link. That's why it's orange. That's what my links show up as in these slides. Um, but when you guys see the slideshow on Thursday, um, you'll be able to click right on this link. It's also one of the freedom fighting tools that I shared with you on Friday. Um, but Webster's Dictionary, 1828.com uh, is something that I shared last week because it's one of those that gets us closest to the time period of when our constitution was drafted and um and the you know the first 10 amendments and that kind of thing so um uh shout out to randall who says um that all gun laws are unconstitutional uh i don't want to give away too much it looks like lori put this on i don't want to give away too much so i'm not going to comment on that but uh we're going to get there very quick um okay um all right, let's see. Um, sorry, just seeing if there's anything I was missing on the comments there. So the word keep defined in the period closest to uh, when the Constitution was drafted or when the Second Amendment was put into place. Um, you can see the numbers aren't sequential because there were like 20 definitions and they're largely similar and some of them weren't quite you know, necessary, like keeping guests, um, that kind of thing. Um, you know, if you have somebody come and visit your home, that kind of thing it wasn't relevant, but these are the ones that are at least in part going to be relevant to us. So to keep means to hold, to retain one's power or possession, not lose or part with, to have in custody or security or preservation, to preserve, to retain, to protect, to guard or sustain, to have the care of, to practice, to do or perform, to practice or to use habitually, to maintain. Think about all those definitions. When we're talking about keeping and bearing arms, that's something that would be um, important to think about. What does that really mean? You know, a lot of the liberals who uh, take a separate stance and they're all big gun control advocates and all these mass shootings are all, all the Republicans fault. And, you know, um, if guns were just outlawed, none of this would happen anymore. Um, you know, all that nonsense. They don't actually look at what the definitions are. They just say, oh, well, when the Second Amendment was written, it, all it was talking about was muskets. I mean, if you really want to walk around town with your musket, I mean, fine, go ahead, but nothing else. I mean, I'm assuming you've heard that argument many times yourself to AEDU. Yeah, and I always come back and say, well, if that's true, then how can you type on the internet? Because the First Amendment should only be a quill pen, right? <laughs> exactly. What's good for the goose is good for the gander in that sense, yes. Yeah. Um, I love that First Amendment analogy. I haven't heard that. Um, any special thoughts about how the word keep is defined? Do you think these definitions here kind of really get to the heart of what we're talking about in the Second Amendment? Yeah, it talks about having firearms at the ready, whether it be somebody trying to break in your house in the middle of the night, but even more specifically and importantly, to protect against the tyrannical government, which when the founding fathers were originally keeping and bearing arms, it was against the King of England, and then it was the United States citizens, so that the government could never become powerful enough to invoke the tyranny that the King of England was. So, yeah. Yeah. So, bear. Bear defined in um, a historical sense to support, to carry, to wear, to possess or and use as power, to show or exhibit. So, you know, 
it's interesting that we have so many laws on brandishing, for example. And what does brandishing mean? In theory, it should mean not, not just showing or openly carrying a weapon because we have that constitutionally protected, but it should be showing any kind of weapon with a menacing intent or, you know, intent to scare someone into, um, you know, whatever, threatening them in some way, or, you know, come with me or else kind of thing. Um, not, um, but just the simple showing of it is not something that can be stopped in any way. And it's really disturbing. I, I don't know how many of you were paying attention to either my show itself, um, at the beginning of this year, uh, or to anything that was going on in Florida with House Bill 543, and then I don't remember what the companion bill was in the Senate side, but it was all about this constitutional carry, right? Had nothing constitutional in it whatsoever. It was retaining a whole bunch of restrictions and giving back slivers of our constitutionally protected God-given rights. And um, I drove all the way to Lansing, or Lansing, Tallahassee. I, I missed the drive to Lansing, I'll tell you that, because I was only an hour, maybe hour and a half from Lansing. And now it's at least a four hour drive to, to Tallahassee from where I'm at now. <laughs> so um, sucks. <laughs> I won't be doing as much advocacy as I would like just because of the, the drive alone. But um, anyway, it's it's we have in Florida, uh, you know, all of these, there's still brandishing uh, aspects of this and there's places you can't carry and there's, at any rate, it goes on. And, and we're supposedly, according to the NRA and several other freedom fighting places, well, we're a constitutional carry state because we called it the constitutional carry bill. Ugh. But you can't open carry here. Just FYI, even though it says we have the right to bear support carry, wear, possess, show, exhibit, you supposedly still can't open carry here in Florida. Isn't that, I don't know. Last one I wanted to throw out at you guys out of this definitions section, arms. So is, does it say muskets? You know, what, what does it say? Arms are defined. There were actually only really two definitions and the other one was more of an action step. Um, but this is weapons of offense or armor for defense and protection of the body. Weapons of offense. So not just, and I kind of found this interesting. I don't know what your thoughts are on this uh, to AEDU, but um, the idea that they have offense and defense here and, and kind of like disjointed in there with the comma and the use of the word or, it, it, I never really heard of it that way, but we're talking about the ability to, you know, repel, not just defend against attacks of various kinds. And it, it seems, I don't yeah. know. Like you don't necessarily have to, the thought is that you don't necessarily have to wait for the British crown to send all their soldiers to come and physically attack you before you take steps to protect your freedom and yourself um, initially. So, you know, something like that, um, or, you know, those in Washington. Um, so at any rate, how does this apply? And this is where our conversation is going to start taking off a little bit. Now that we have the background, last kind of little nugget on, on this aspect of it. How does it apply to the 50 states? What if a state has self-defense provisions in its own constitution? Well, regardless of what a state constitution says, the protections of the Second Amendment still apply. If you're at all confused about this, please read Article 6 of the U.S. Constitution, because the U.S. Constitution is the supreme law of the land. And no amount of arguing or lawyering or, you know, hundreds of pages of court opinions or hundreds of years of case precedent can change the fact that in our country the constitution is the supreme law of the land it controls over all and so if anything contradicts it doesn't stand the constitution does what are your, some of uh slightly less lawyeristic views on that <laughs> from you to aid you 
Well, yeah, the, the Bill of Rights are there to protect certain unalienable rights that Thomas Jefferson alluded to when he said, all men are created equal and they're endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. And among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That was in the Declaration of Independence. Well, then they got around to writing a constitution about a dozen years later, and there were still some states that weren't quite sure about it. You know, there were federalists and anti-federalists before the country was formed. So they finally decided, no, we do have to actually enumerate and prohibit the government from treading on some of these rights. And obviously that was meant for, well, at that time there were 13, but now obviously all 50 states. We were talking about this a little bit. It's kind of a shame, but we've actually had to go through and affirm this several times, even though it's like the most clearly, succinctly written thing ever in the Second Amendment. But we had the 14th Amendment, which would help, I guess, strengthen this. We also had to have the McDonald's Supreme Court case just about a decade ago that finally affirmed in so-called case law, which we've talked about this a lot for whatever reason. People are confused and think that case law is in the Supreme Court trumps everything, including the Constitution, but we do have that affirmed again in the McDonald case for people that like Supreme Court precedent, that this does apply. That was the person that was suing Chicago because they weren't allowing any gun ranges, and Chicago had basically said, no, we're separate from the Second Amendment. That was the gist of it, and the Supreme Court had to come back yet again and say, nope, the Second Amendment applies to the whole country, including Chicago. So, I don't know. Although still to this day, Chicago has a really thick skull and doesn't quite let that sink in that the Constitution applies even in the city limits of Chicago. But I mean, the criminals, they're allowed to open carry. They're allowed to do whatever they want in Chicago. I mean, you get out of your car, the wrong neighborhood in the city of um, Chicago or Detroit, and you'll see people open carrying. Oh, yeah, everybody's open carrying but you. And then you're like, uh okay uh kids we're gonna go to the bathroom 25 miles to the west we will just keep on driving until we're closer to wisconsin and uh yeah we'll be good so um it's it's really well anybody watching this knows the irony that in the the no gun zones the only people stopped from taking a gun into the no gun zones are the law-abiding citizens so that's why I was at MSU, um, was it just this year? I, all my facts are blurring together now, but Michigan State University, I want to say, which is in East Lansing, Michigan, yeah. not too far from the Capitol, had a shooting, um, a bad situation earlier this year. And, um, you know, so now uh, there's all kinds of stuff going down in Lansing and, and the legislature wants to be on lockdown and make sure that no guns can come in and all this kind of fun stuff, right? Um, but let's think about that did those rules stop the gunman from bringing a gun onto campus no msu was already a no gun zone so who was stopped from taking the guns on campus uh the people that would have stopped the gunmen because they're the law-abiding citizens who want to do the right thing oh lordy i do want to um touch on this. So it's not often that in our conversations that race really becomes uh, an issue, but it was a very important point, I thought, um, when you were talking that I saw this come up. So watch, watch you too. Okay, that shouldn't be that hard to read out loud. But um, that's his, <laughs> that's his YouTube handle. And for some reason, it's hard for me to read. <laughs> so I am blonde, we're gonna go with that. All right, so his comment is, I don't care about open carry, concealed with my permit is good enough. Now let's stop there for just a second. That alone, I was like, dude, what do you mean you don't you don't care about open carry? But it's literally the definition of what the second amendment stands for is to show, exhibit, to wear, you know, it. It's if it's a right, it doesn't matter if we, like, I don't really care to open carry myself, but I want to know that if I want to open carry or if I want to be with all my good friends that want to open carry. Oh, stupid camera. There I go. Can you guys hear me? Okay. Yeah. I don't, this it's been doing this. It's a fun new thing. It's a trick that we're trying to figure out if it's the, the computer or the internet or the software, but, um, 
anyway, I'll leave it up for, for the time being. Um, um, but it's, it's just frustrating because it's not about whether you want to do something in that moment, but, um, anyway, so now that I've attacked that, let's look at it though. Cause if you, if you continue reading this guy's comment, I'm assuming it's a guy. Yeah. He says he's a man. So he says, I don't care about open carry concealed with my permit. Uh, oh, I don't care about open carry concealed carry with my permit is good enough. I can open carry, but as a black man, I'll pass on that. And that gets me thinking, yes, unfortunately, there is still some race issues going on with that because whether it's law enforcement profiling or whether it's some just sheltered, uh, uneducated people that don't, uh, you know, often see people that look different from them. Um, I could see that. I could definitely see where if you walk in as a black man into a, a facility or gathering or whatever, and you're open carrying, and there's a lot of other people there that don't look like you do. If they see you open carrying, they might go, oh, the thug. You know, I could see that. Um, and that's a problem. That's definitely a problem. But you still have the same rights that everybody. No one else's fear gets to trump your liberty. That's not how our country works. Someone else having fear, uh, unjustified fear about you and what you might do has nothing to do with the fact that you have the same God-given liberty that I do. You have the same God-given liberty that 2AEDU does. You are a citizen here, just like the rest of us, and your rights should not be stripped just because of somebody else's or a multiple somebody's uh, unfounded fears. And it's the same on that topic as it is on mandatory masks and all the other big bad, don't say them on YouTube words, um, it's the same thought. No one's fear should be able to trump our God-given freedom. And uh, you look like you're about to say something. I'm going to refresh my screen just so I can come back. So I'll look like I'm going away for a second. But if you want to talk, they'll still be able to hear you. So I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah, I was at a um, Lincoln dinner in Livingston County just last week. And Dr. John Lott spoke in front of the crowd there. And I actually posted a video of his speech on my YouTube channel. And he's the foremost um, researcher when it comes to, I don't want to say from a Second Amendment angle, he's actually like non-biased, which pretty much everyone else that does gun crime research is completely biased. And that was one of the main things that um, John Lott was talking about. He was talking about basically how racist gun control is and always has been. And we're in a big conundrum right now, because if you look at these areas that are the inner cities where there's the most crime period, the other side likes to call it gun crime. It's really just crime and it's evil people doing things. They're just using a gun, which is an inanimate object. But these areas are a high percentage African-American and other minorities. And these are always usually Democrat-held strongholds where for some reason the population of people that need to protect themselves the most and are victims of violent crimes the most just keep on over and over again putting in restrictive governments that promise to be for the minorities, but they're actually hurting and allowing their own people that they claim to be representing to be killed. It's like this huge, huge conundrum. You look at every violent place that there is, they're all controlled by Democrats, and they want to restrict more and more guns, which provably makes people less safe, and then gives the government a monopoly on power. So... If this gentleman's worried about getting shot by the police, well, that's because these gun control laws only affect the law-abiding citizen. They don't affect criminals. They don't affect police. We're watching our police get more militarized by the day. Meanwhile, people keep on, for some reason, voting in these people that want to make a bigger disparity of force between the government and the people, and that's a big problem. Yeah. Well, and, you know, just in the general scheme of things, um, just a couple of comments here that I thought were good to, to look at. If you don't protect every aspect of your rights, you'll lose them. Give them an inch and they'll take a light year. And that's exactly correct. You have to protect your freedoms and you can't expect others to do it for you. And as to the issue of um, really any of our God-given rights, but specifically in the context of Second Amendment, uh, Randall on YouTube says you shouldn't even need a permit. 
I applaud that answer and oh wait. Oh, I have I have hold on. Um no, I don't know. Uh maybe. You wanna know something of trivia with that? Um, so that's what I say to that comment. <laughs> All right, 280U, take it away. What's interesting about that is the closest thing we had to a permit, and the other side's trying to find some. If you look at the so-called Bruin case, right, New York Rifle and Pistol Association v. Bruin, it says literally you have to read the plain text of the Second Amendment. That's obvious what that says. Shall not be infringed being the part we're usually concerned with. And they said you have to find a law at the time of the founding and if you can find that, maybe that would be a reasonable gun control law. But other than that, no. That's the gist of what the Supreme Court said. So we're going back studying all these founding era laws. And there was actually a founding era law where they go through and inspect people's firearms every year. Now, now hold on a minute. People are thinking that's because, like, now when you think of a firearms inspection or a permit, it would be because they want to take your gun or register your gun or restrict you. No, it was actually the polar opposite. At the founding of the country, it was so important that the people, we the people, that's the well-regulated militia, not the military. One of the founding fathers' worst fears was having a standing army in times of peace, actually. And there's lots of subject matter there. But no, they actually would go around every year and demand that every able-bodied man between a certain set of ages, they would check your weapon and you had to, by law, have a weapon that was ready to go so that you could come and defend your country at any moment. So the only form of gun control they had at the time of the founding was that you had to have a gun in operational order so you could be ready to fight off a tyrannical government at a moment's notice. <laughs> oh, I have a reaction for that. <laughs> I, I love that. That's, I mean, I still don't like the government mandating anything, but if you're going to mandate us, mandate us to participate in protecting our freedom. Yes, that is exactly what yeah. we need. Um, so uh, just to let you guys know, you know, we talked about at the beginning, well, which which states even have something in their constitution? And I don't know if this is stuff that you know or not, um, but 45 states include the right to bear arms in their constitutions. And some, uh, some for self-defense and some for defense of the state. I just the know Michigan's. What's that? I just know Michigan's, but. Oh, yeah. Way better than Florida's. Florida adds extra crap at the end, but. Mm. Uh, the oldest provisions date back to 1776 in North Carolina, Pennsylvania, and Virginia. Iowa, this is the part I found the most interesting about state constitutions and gun rights. Iowa was the last state to add a right to bear arms to its constitution just last year. Wow. Isn't that, um, I know, right? The look on your face is how I felt when I read that this week. I was like, that's insane. So um, uh, in the slideshow you guys will have on Thursday from me, you'll be able to click these two links. Um, one actually shows, you know, the whole, like, I don't know, they're kind of cool to look at. Um, they, they came out of the legislature as amendments to go in front of the voters on the ballot. So that's where they came from. It wasn't a citizen initiative or anything like that. It came from the legislature. Um, so I'm super proud of the Iowa legislature, at least that those were seated in 2022. Um, and this is what it reads though. Right to keep and bear arms, section 1A. So they were adding this to their declaration of rights, which is article one of their constitution. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. The sovereign state of Iowa affirms and recognizes this right to be a fundamental individual right. Any and all restrictions of this right shall be subject to strict scrutiny. Now, I will say that as far as what governments have done to protect this right, this is probably by far the best wording I have ever seen. It doesn't go far enough because any and all restrictions, as someone else pointed out in the comments, there should be no restrictions. You shouldn't need strict scrutiny because it should just be common sense. Oh, you're trying to infringe upon a right that says cannot be infringed? Oh, you can't do that. Sorry, bud. It should be as simple as that. But as far as governments go, 
as far as what especially entire state governments have done, the state of Iowa's legislature voted as a resolution to get this in front of the voters and the voters approved of it last year. And, um, and, and the fact that it talks about being a fundamental individual right, the fact that they're saying they acknowledge or excuse me, they affirm and recognize, they're not, they're saying we don't give you this right. This is a right we are going to acknowledge and protect, but it comes from somewhere else. It's a fundamental right. They don't actually come out and say that it's a God-given liberty to protect yourself, but they are acknowledging that right does not come from government. It just needs to be protected by the government. So I don't know. What are your thoughts on, on Iowa doing this? Had you heard of this? As much as I like the first two sentences, I hate the last one so much. It almost, in my opinion, voids the first half because I'm looking at this like a circular conundrum and I almost look at like, me reading this is kind of insulting to the reader because they're sitting there saying the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. But then they say any and all restrictions of this right shall be subject to strict scrutiny. Well, hold on a minute. You just said shall not be infringed. How can there be any, let alone all restrictions? And, and by the way, even the Bruin standard, which look, the Supreme court is not the Supreme law of the land. The constitution is, which said shall not be infringed, but the Supreme court in Bruin, said, no, when it becomes the Second Amendment cases, we have to be even more strict than strict scrutiny. So actually, the Bruin decision voids this, saying that they're going to use strict scrutiny, assuming that they mean like in the legal sense. They said, no, it's actually more strict than that. It's just the plain text and the people will say the tradition, the laws that were put in place at the time of the founding. So I don't know. Yeah, so in general, to those of you who haven't picked up on that yet, the reason why they put strict scrutiny in there, and this is something I want to actually clarify and say, the legislature, I believe they voted on this in 2018 or 2019, and for okay. some reason, this didn't get to uh, the voters until 2022. But I believe what they were trying to do was they thought as, as you know, attorneys and, and people in government and whatever, they were over-attorneying it, basically. And they were saying, oh, well, what does a court do? What happens in court cases? Oh, well, they use different levels of scrutiny when they're looking at government action. And the U.S. Supreme Court has basically said in, in general that the highest level of scrutiny that they use to uh, determine if government action is permissible, permissible or not is strict scrutiny. And so therefore, I think what their attempt was is to say, well, anything that you know we, we have to do where this goes to court you know, it's the highest level of scrutiny that um, the court will have to look at in terms of whether a right has been infringed or not. And so, yeah. Right. Okay, so now that you're telling me it was written before Bruin, but see, Clarence Thomas went even further than that. He said there isn't allowed to be any two-step process. He said once you go beyond the first step, which is just to look at the, the, the text and the tradition, you've gone too far. So, the United States Supreme Court has actually, not that people are following it, look at Michigan, they're actually retaliating worse against the Supreme Court decision, but the Supreme Court has now said that it's even stricter than strict scrutiny, if you will, right? Yeah. Um, sorry, there's a question. I don't know why these are blue on my screen, but anyway. Um, that means they're super chats. Oh, Okay. Well, cause I'm not in YouTube. I'm in a different, you know, Streamlabs. So I've never seen them blue in Streamlabs <laughs> before, but, um, anyway, uh, it says your police, your police and ATF are this are on the same team. I'm not sure what, what to take from that. Um, sometimes they are, sometimes they aren't. I mean, I don't know if he's talking philosophically or literally, but I will say some big cities will set up joint task force. Like, the city of Louisville, Kentucky is famous for this, where the Louisville PD will form a joint task force with the ATF and they'll go on like joint raids together and they're acting as the same team, literally. Like, there is that. He also made the comment, Republicans are in denial that the ATF are police. And I, I guess I, I don't really know the context of that. I don't know if you have any more information about what he's getting at there, but um, any well, government... 
any any acronym of the government, my position is is as a constitutional one. Any acronym is unconstitutional. Administrative agencies of any kind are not constitutional. The only people that should be in the executive branch are the people who are elected and those who are performing purely administrative tasks, purely administrative tasks, typings of things and, uh, you know, placing orders for paper towels and napkins at the White House or something. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that would be allowed, but any of the acronym agencies are unconstitutional. So, I, I, I mean, I don't know. Is there something I've missed that Republicans are, I don't um. know. I think the ATF are police, obviously, and I agree with you. They're unconstitutional, but I think just the term, and I, I realize he probably just has a limited amount of characters he can type. That's how the super chats work. But oh. I think just like the Republicans is like way too broad. That's like, I don't even know what that means technically anymore, because if you go to any Michigan Republican Party meeting, there's like a civil war that'll break out in almost every meeting they have. And this is within the actual Michigan Republican Party. Then there's people like me that hates parties and hates the two-party system, but I will end up supporting some Republicans if they're good ones, but I don't just give them a pass because they're a Republican. So right. I think that's just an overbroad term, to be honest. Okay. So nothing I necessarily was missing. So what I wanted to get, what I wanted to do was also give you guys a tool um, to know, especially, if, you know, if you're like me, you're going to travel from one part of the country to the other. It's one thing to try to do thorough research on your own state and always have that information in mind, but to really figure out on a, on a moment's notice, really, oh, shoot, now we're going to travel here, here, and here. And, you know, what are the, the rights that are acknowledged in this jurisdiction? Um, even though the U.S. Constitution applies across, these are practical concerns. I'm talking about practically speaking. And so this is um, this link, again, that will be shared with you guys when I share the, the full slideshow on Thursday. You can click on this link. But it states with the right to bear arms for provisions right in their constitution. And they're in alphabetical order. I just took a screenshot of the beginning, you know, the first few. Um, of course, does this surprise you that in the first few that are listed, California has nothing in their state constitution to protect the right to bear arms? Doesn't surprise me at all, actually. Um, but uh, just some examples of what that looks like. And it has, I just like that they, this website pulled all of those provisions. And there's actually something at the bottom as well. I kind of, if we have time, I'll, I'll bring it up. But at any rate, um, and this is also um, a different one. This is talking about the laws. So the last one is about the state constitutions. This one is talking about the um, specifically concealed carry laws, um, but even other laws, um, other topics that are related if you're going to carry a, a gun. And so you can look on every single um, state. It's an interactive map. But this is something that I thought would be important to touch on. And these are questions that are um, in a kind of like an FAQ type of format with the um, the website that's at the top here that is the same one from the last one. It's talking about state laws, not state constitutional provisions, but different things. So open carry, is open carry legal? This is one of the questions they're answering. And of course, I'm putting it in quotes because the Constitution is the supreme law of the land. And so any law that violates the Constitution is legally void on its face and is not enforceable. But practically speaking, uh, if there are bad laws on the books that governments get away with enforcing, you kind of want to know that, right? You want to know what you're risking uh, if you, you know, are you opposing something they claim to be an enforceable statute or not, right? So anyway, um, it's important to know in a particular state, because some states, you know, you can open carry, you can open carry anywhere, but boy, is it ever illegal to conceal carry unless it's under certain circumstances. And I'll say, you know, five years ago in Michigan, I would describe that as by and large how things were in Michigan, right? I moved to Florida. It's the exact opposite. Now we have this alleged constitutional carry state here in Florida, but you can concealed carry, but you can't open carry unless you're hunting or fishing or camping. But how ridiculous is that? I mean, some states will do it one way, some will do it the other. So you got to, oh, do I tuck my gun in? Do I put my shirt over? Do I, 
know? Some have printing laws where if you can see the shape of the gun through your outer garment, that's still illegal. Oh, yeah. good gravy. Um, but you also need to know some of these concepts too. What about the use of deadly force? What does the state, what do their state laws actually say about deadly force? Um, castle doctrine. Now that's more if you're going to be, um, you know, in a home, if you're visiting family or it might extend to even a hotel room where it's your lodging or your home for the night or what the week or whatever. Um, but the castle doctrine, do you have um, a duty to retreat if somebody is trying to attack you or can you stand your ground? Um, these are some of the common phrases you might want to search for if you don't use this map and you're just searching for state laws uh, in a particular state. Are weapons other than handguns allowed? And what is the minimum age for concealed carry? These are these are some important questions because you might live in a state where they totally acknowledge that as an 18 year old, you're an adult, you have the ability to open or concealed carry, whatever. And then you go somewhere like Florida and they're like, ah, no, you can't open carry, you can't concealed carry uh, until you're 21. So most of the time you are on a college campus, you are not allowed to protect yourself. That's intelligent. Oh. And hello uh, to those of you joining us from Auburn Hills and other areas of Michigan via YouTube today. It's pleasant to see all of you joining us. Um, so <laughs> um, I'm sure you'll have a lot to say about it, but I want to jump back to that true or false question. Uh, the Second Amendment doesn't stop states from implementing gun restrictions as long as they are reasonable for protecting safety and security of their citizens, true or false. And you still have a chance to go on YouTube and answer that anytime between now and 10 p.m. tonight. But the answer, I'll just tell you, is false. Because shall not be infringed does not mean unless the government thinks it's reasonable to protect the people. Our constitution was drafted to ensure we were protected from enemies foreign and domestic including our ter own tyrannical governments. The Second Amendment was included to provide such protection, especially as against our own government's tyranny. And obviously, you know why <clears throat> 2AEDU is a friend of mine and why we you know, seem to get along, because he basically said all of those words when I first asked him what his thoughts were on this question. <laughs> so <laughs> what else do you uh, think we should say about that? Um, there's always, you know, endless things you could say about the Second Amendment and our God-given liberties, but um, we must be missing something. I'm going to use the word reasonable. Get ready to just flip that around and know that it's unreasonable. Like, if you look at it in Michigan, and I'm going to record a video from my channel soon on this topic. This is ridiculous. So we've had our Capitol building in the current location in Lansing for well over 100 years now. There's never been any type of gun violence, shooting, anything like that in the Capitol building in its whole history. Never happened once. So what happens? There's a tragic incident involving firearms and an evil person in Lansing, Michigan, over at Michigan State, next town over, right? So that's a gun-free zone and has always been a gun-free zone. So since a criminal who, by the way, had previously committed firearms crimes, was very lightly prosecuted, right, by a liberal prosecutor, wasn't put in jail for the full length of the time. And I'm not saying I like over-incarcerating people, but here's how ironic this is. Had broken previous firearms laws, wasn't put in jail for the sentence, was let out, went into a gun-free zone, which let's call that what it is. It's a criminal empowerment zone because only law-abiding people that can stop the shooter follow the laws. So he goes into a gun-free zone, kills a bunch of people, which proves that doesn't work and makes it more dangerous. So now as a direct result, <clears throat> they're getting ready to ban all guns in the Capitol building. And we do have the official draft of this new, not a law, but rule that's going to carry the force and effective law. And it's just literally insane. We're going to make the Michigan Capitol building a gun-free zone because of a tragedy that happened at another gun-free zone. Like, that's the most unreasonable thing you can think of. Exactly. So even if, even if the statement in our true or false were true, most gun restrictions actually would still be unreasonable. And it's, it's just, it's sad. It's sad that, you know, that day, um, 
I don't know how many of you were there. I know this is a public service was there in person uh, to help me get some even better video than what uh, Mike and Emma and the Barbie were getting on my phone. Um, but uh, the day that I went and spoke at the, I keep wanting to say Lansing Capitol, <laughs> the Tallahassee Capitol about the supposed constitutional carry bill, almost all of the people that stood up in uh in you know opposition because they thought it the the bill wasn't strong enough on gun control that we needed more gun control all of those people the reasoning came from uh emotional pleas that were not based on logic you know talking about you know growing up where all these school shootings happen or you know the orlando nightclub um was just a few years ago uh, gay nightclub that was shot up and Parkland High School was down here. And you, you just have all these other, you know, ever since Columbine, when, when I was in um, high school, ever since then, it's just been one shooting after another, a senseless tragedy. And ever since the very first one happened, most of them have been uh, gun-free zones. So what is the point, you know, <laughs> It's not reasonable to, you know, implement these these restrictions. They're not going to achieve the results that people think they are. And you have, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, go ahead. Something interesting with that is so some schools are now allowing the teachers to be armed. And since they've been doing that, there has not been one single school shooting during school hours while there were armed teachers in that building. So we're literally now starting to get proof the complete opposite way that proves that yes if there's more guns there's less crime meaning more guns in good people's hands because criminals know that's the only thing that's going to stop them gun-free zions are never going to yeah i just want to share this he's probably gone now but um ron uh if ron is a buddy of yours or you know of ron um could you maybe let him know to not forget about me next time he wants to give props for the show I just thought that was funny. Lori, you always do a great job. And to yeah. me, we always love when you're on the show as well. It's just sad for me when I'm forgotten about. <laughs> Lori is the star of the show today. So I hear what he's saying. <laughs> um, so at first I was thinking it was something to do with, well, he can't even see my camera. He forgot about me. But no, he can't see Lori at all. <laughs> She's not even on there anymore. So anyway, um, just thought that was funny. Well, um, let's see. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, just laughing in the chat. It's, it's making me, uh, making me laugh more. Um, yeah, I, I'm just checking to see if there's anything else that we didn't. Um, yeah. Um, I think we've probably covered everything, at least from what I can see in the chats. So keep in mind, guys, that I myself don't see the Rumble chats. Every now and then, Lori copies and pastes something over. She's able to keep both screens open at the same time. But uh, until Rumble learns how to play nice with their technology, uh, with the third-party streaming software that they require, I'm not able to see the comments in the live fashion. And if I'm lucky, I get a notification later. So, um, Oh, and my screen did it again. Okay. I get frustrated well, with that too. I love that. I don't want to say they're censorship free, but I love that Rumble has way less censorship than other platforms like YouTube. But at the end of the day, it's hard to physically work. That's what I always want to remind my viewers. Like everything doesn't jive right with Rumble and like the logistics behind the scenes. Like it physically just does not work very well for so many things. And it frustrates all of us. Trust me. Yeah. Good. It's not just me because, you know, on days like today where my screen keeps starting from scratch, then, you know, it does feel like all technology is out to get me. But, <laughs> um, well, uh, it's an important topic. Um, like I said, when, when I told Mike about this last night, actually, um, and, and I said, hey, this is going to be my top topic. And my good friend, uh, 2AEDU, is going to join me. Of course, Mike's like, oh, that sounds awesome. So what, what specific thing is going on with, you know, the 2A world? And I said, just the second amendment he's like uh, okay you're just going to talk about the second amendment in general and i'm like well don't you think it's about damn time <laughs> don't we have, why do we have to have a specific court case or 
something, I mean, yeah, there is something new that's happening that's on 2AEDU's uh, direct radar, someone who goes to the Lansing Capitol on a regular basis, that document he was just sharing with us. But, um, you know, in general, I mean, that's not the reason why I asked him to be on today. It was just because, you know, we, I don't know, I came across the website that had the, the listing for uh, how to find gun laws across the states and wanted to remind people it's important that you know what your rights are, not just in this state or, you know, whatever state you're in, but that you know what your rights are, or at least what rights are acknowledged uh, as you travel across the country. It's a practical concern. The Constitution, you need to always remember, the Constitution is the supreme law of the land regardless of what big city slicker attorney is trying to tell you otherwise or what country bumpkin you know sheriff's department is trying to you know force you into you know acquiescing which rights here and there it doesn't matter on which side of the spectrum spectrum you're on there the constitution is the constitution and it's always the supreme law of the land but you also need to be well aware of the practical implications of what states are doing in their own constitutions and quite frankly and more importantly unfortunately with their with their state laws because so many government employees including police and judges and those in the court system all they focus on is what a law says and they don't care what other laws say that might conflict they don't care what um the, the state constitution says and certainly the u.s constitution is just above their pay grade in most situations they simply don't understand uh so you really need to to be able to speak their language and know what's coming so you know what you're risking and you know what you're fighting for am i telling you to uh only listen to what their law is saying and just you know accept that as as the gospel no i'm not but you might want to you know plan your travel plans a little differently if you know uh what certain states are doing um or at least be ready be ready to take on the fight one more thing too keep in mind all states do not have preemption laws so and also keep in mind that this second amendment doesn't just cover guns it also covers knives and other weapons so Look at all your knife laws when you're traveling. Also, some cities and counties in certain states, Illinois would be a good one with Cook County. You can have those local jurisdictions and municipalities that have more restrictive gun and knife laws than maybe just across the street in the town over. So that's yeah. important. Yeah, and it's it's ridiculous, and we have to fight back. And that's why it's so important that you can't rely on one person or one group or 10 groups or a hundred people, it doesn't matter. We each have to do our part because we gotta fight all this crap for all of these rights. And you gotta fight it, like he said, at the local level. What is your township doing or your city? What is your county doing? What kinds of laws and regulations and resolutions do they have on the books? Get them to take that crap off the books. Get them to recognize the unconstitutional errors of their ways. Uh, and, and let alone state, there's state laws and federal laws and, and regulations, speaking of ATF and things like that. There's just oodles and oodles of over government regulation. And, the, and, and it's they snuck it in over the decades because, you know, once it becomes overwhelming, when somebody starts to realize how much is really there, then most people go, oh, I give up, you know. I'm, I'm done with this. Can't, you know, I'm waving the white flag. It's just too much for me to deal with. I'm going to stick my head in the sand like an ostrich and hope everybody else can, can handle the freedom fight. It takes every single person to know what your rights are and to fight for them. Whether you agree with me personally on, you know, every single topic. Okay. Well, it'd be a kind of a boring society, I guess, but um, you have to at least agree that it's your job to defend your rights so that's what our job uh is here that's what i'm doing in this show that's what 2a edu does in his show is is giving information to people so that they can make informed choices and and hopefully take to some advocacy here and there uh and speaking of information before i forget it's on the screen but for those of you who are going to be listening in podcast form later or just can't see your screen now uh our wednesday way to get involved challenge will be shared uh, depending on what social media platform you check out, it'll probably be shared as early as 7 a.m. tomorrow. So check out that Wednesday Way to Get Involved Challenge. 
check out the Constitution segment recap, 10 minute or less video with this, this very slideshow that you can access and click on all the links. And of course, come back on Friday for our Freedom Fighting Tools. Uh, those are also usually shared by 7 a.m. if you're on uh, certain certain um, social media platforms like YouTube and whatnot. But uh, with that being said, uh, I thank you to all of you who are uh, in the freedom fight and at least paying attention and educating yourself as you figure out what it is that you can do in your own community, state, county, or just in the country as a whole. So, um, and thank you uh, 2AEDU for joining me today. It's always a pleasure. And uh, I love how you make sure that nobody can forget what we should call you because you have 2A all over in your background there. Makes it really easy. <laughs> but um, yes, uh, and uh, guys, I, I want you praying for and supporting other freedom fighters as well. I'm just uh, noticing this is a public services comment, wishing me a safe drive and saying great show. Um, so make sure you're supporting other freedom fighters that are out there. Don't rely on the freedom fighters that put themselves in the limelight to try to help uh, educate and um, inspire you to do something, but uh, do support them when you can. And uh, he's one of them that's just as hardcore on freedom fighting as I am. So make sure you go and check out This Is A Public Service over on YouTube and uh, check out his channel and, and some of the things that he's been going through as well and figure out ways to support him. And uh, like I said, if you guys love the Second Amendment, uh, make sure to check out what will be one of our freedom fighting tools from this Friday, and that is the 2AEDU channel on YouTube, Rumble, and Locals. So with that, everyone, I will uh, say goodbye. And uh, I, I guess I'm going to also what I should also say, I normally would say, hey, uh, join me next Tuesday at noon for our next full episode. But um, chances are I will not be going live next Tuesday and possibly not the Tuesday after that. Uh, we will make some posts all over our social media to let you know. But with um, most likely a uh, funeral coming up for me of um, my best friend, and uh, also we do have a wedding in the family in Michigan uh, the week after. Uh, we may not be doing a show in these next couple weeks, but regardless, we'll do some posts and keep you guys updated. And I forgot to mention totally, uh, my Ormond Beach case is still going, going strong. Uh, I just submitted my final brief in the appeal at the circuit court level this week. So go ahead, or last week, I should say. Um, so go ahead and check it out. Go to our website. Uh, I want to say it's restorefreedom.com, uh, restorefreedomkh.com slash OB case would be the short link to get you to there. So you can see all of the different documents that have been filed and the evidence and everything else involved. Um, but if you scroll down to what's been filed in June and July of 2023, you'll be able to see my, my first full brief, the city's answer brief, piece of crap that it was, uh, and my reply brief with my motion to get oral argument time as well. So check it out. It's worth uh, worth the read or at least the glance, uh, especially guys, if you want to see how to tear apart an attorney's pretentious BS, plagiarized piece of crap garbage that they submit as a court document, read my reply brief because it's dumbfounding the kind of crap that that attorney put in their brief. Um, but anyway, all right. So um, thank you everyone. And uh, I will uh, also be checking with you to AEDU soon when I get up there, cause it'd be nice to grab lunch or something. So, and I'll have my daughter with me. So maybe uh, our kids can finally meet. So. All right, cool. All right. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you.